0: What's up metalheads and welcome down to the vault and like I said it's going to be all hatred all week long because we are celebrating or commemorating the release of hatred's third record five years in the making from days until darkness and I have with me today to talk about that and a million other things we call him Costa V he is Costa Varvatakis how you doing? Good, man. I Good to have it. you in. That's everything. Everything's great. It's about time. I guess people have been asking me, when are you going to get the hatred guys in? And I knew the record was coming out. I mean, we, we did have Nick in a couple of weeks ago, which I think we might even rerun that episode in memorating this week as uh, all hatred, all hatred, all week long. Oh, does yeah. these mics make you feel like, it's all hatred, all week it long. does. AM gold
1: right now. AM gold. AM gold.
0: <laughs> so, um... Finally, after five years, you're going to release the record, and um, we're going to get back into that. You know, We're going to talk about that. How how does that feel, anyway? I just want a quick reaction. It feels great.
1: (sighs) It's a sigh of relief, for sure. Finally, get to put all these awesome songs out. Well,
0: and your guitar work is amazing on this record. Stellar, the best you've done yet. And again, we'll get into that, but um, I'm going to start with Costa from the beginning because obviously, you know, those of you who know know how it went those of you who don't is the reason Hatriot was really uh, conceived was because i had met costa and um saw him actually play before i met him and um i've been very fortunate to play with some of the best guitar players in the world i mean you know eric peterson Derek ramirez alex skulnick gary holt rick Hunel lee haltus craig and lum i mean i give the list goes down And this one is right in there, if not at the top of that list, as far as players and people that I see that have it. And I don't know, it's not like this. trying to say I have this gift of finding it. I just been lucky enough to fall (laughs) into that place. And um, uh, I, I was fortunate enough to meet you. And we'll talk about that as well. But what I really wanted to talk about is... Because you're such a dedicated player and you really know the catalog of music really well. I mean, you go like, Costa, play this hair metal song, and it'll be like, <laughs> that's why we did uh, Midnight Maniac on uh, Dawn of the New Centurion because Drove ev- him crazy every time I riff. went to practice, <laughs> I had to hear Janet, Janet, hear that riff constantly over and over again. So I go, all right, we'll fucking do it. But, um, I know your parents are Greek because you're the second Greek person in my life. My um, The love of my life, my significant other, is a full-blooded Greek. And I'd never been around a Greek person in my life until I met Vicky. And then <laughs> I meet you like right after that. And you guys meet, and I was like, oh, his name's like Costa. I didn't even know what a Greek name was at <laughs> that. Then. I don't know, his name was like Kosta Vartikiatakis or something like that. And she's a like, Varfatakis? And I said, yeah. How do you know? He's like, because that's a Greek name. And so then he comes over when he meets her, and they're like, oh, Takis. Oh, kom-a-tis. And All in Greek. And I'm going, wow, that's really rude when you don't speak the same language of everybody else in the room. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of how it went down. So I know your parents didn't listen to metal. How did, you, how did it start? What was your, when did you start playing guitar? And what was your first guitar?
1: So, uh, going back to my parents, actually my first exposure to music in general is actually my father. He plays Cretan folk music. Right, because you play the lute. I play the lute, too. My dad plays the lyre, or lira, as we call it in Greece. Um, As far as getting into metal goes, my old sister's. Both my older uh-huh. sisters. Cause... Well, talk
0: about playing the lute. No, I want I want you to go into that as well. I mean, talk about being you do you do like yeah. Costa does Greek weddings. You can give him a call. He does he does he's you know, right behind. Talk about how old were you when he handed you the lute?
1: Um, I actually picked up the lute later on. Um, I had already been playing guitar at that. Oh, point. so that's the inception. And I, was, of I was eighteen. Uh huh. I was trying to get back into my roots a little bit. I see that clicked too. Okay. But like I said, my earliest exposure was the Cretan folk music, and then my older sisters uh you know they had columbia house and all that stuff so they sure. would get like all these metal yeah, you tapes. get like nine of them yeah. at a
0: time for, for two pay if you buy the thing now there was in every magazine so i did that too
1: in my family there was like a trickle down effect there was one cousin that got into like rock you know he got in like metallica and guns and roses and stuff and it just trickled down and my sisters caught the trickle down effect and my oldest sister really you know i grew up hearing iron maiden metallica slayer megadeth all that okay, stuff.
0: okay so how old are you, and what year are we in when this is all happening?
1: God, I was uh, my first exposure to really metal, I was as young as like five years old, you know, hearing So Megadeth. we're talking
0: 95 or 94, because uh, you're 30 90, now, right? Yeah,
1: 93. 93
0: even, even huh? listening to early Megadeth. He,
1: hearing, hearing like that stuff. And, you know, my sisters uh, had the posters up on the wall. And even when I was a little kid, I'd look at, you know, like the, the Divine Intervention Era Slayer poster and be like, I want to be like them when I grow up. And fa- well, that happened fast forward a few years and I'm 12 years old. And I finally convinced my mom to get me an electric guitar. I had a problem with shaking around too much. And I was like, it, it would help me channel my energy. And she bought, she came in and I got, uh, I remember it was on my name day. It was an encore Stratocaster ripoff with a custom amp. It was spelt with a K and that was my first. I remember uh, that
0: now name day if you guys don't know because I didn't fucking know and um, to a Greek a name has a certain day of the year like a birthday and to the Greeks it's basically bigger than a birthday
1: Um, a lot more people share it so there's you know a celebration
0: the celebration it's
1: not uncommon to see walk into like a regular business and if like the owner is it's his name day he'll have like shots lined up and the people right. be like oh whose name day is it you know right. that kind of thing
0: yeah that, that to me to me that was interesting so you picked it up real quick. As soon as I figured out the power chord which was
1: about a week in, I started just jamming tons of Misfits songs because that was the easiest thing to play at the time, and kind of evolved from there. Misfits, then I went like Metallica, Kill 'Em All, and then from Metallica, Kill 'Em All, I started learning like more simple Maiden stuff, and then I think I was probably almost thirteen, and then. I snuck into my sister's room because I used to do that. I would sneak into her room and take all of her cassette tapes and she'd get mad at me. I found a cassette tape with a goat pointing at a waterfall with blood on it, and I was like, Slayer. And that was the game changer. Uh-huh. That was the game changer. I was like, I want to play Crazy Fast and all that stuff. And Slayer in and Blood was like my album. I can play that album front to back. That
0: well, what's what, what's interesting to me is, is as I'm talking to you because – you know, you're, you're so much younger than me and and, and the, like the second wave of the metal generation. But what, what captures me is that there were so many other genres of music out at that time, oh, yeah. rap and stuff like that, which you know, you know the oh, rap yeah. stuff. I know you rap, you do pretty good with that. But I think a true metalhead and somebody that's bred to play it it's just drawn to it, don't you think? Because I'm drawn to it. I'm still drawn to it.
1: I feel that in order for you to even be able to play the music at all or learn it, you have to have a passion for it. Exactly. You have to love it. It has to be part of your soul. Exactly. And metal definitely. It just something about it. Just right. And I, I agree. To me. And it's
0: funny because if you're not a metalhead, you won't. You may necessarily get it, but if you are, it's like, it's like if you're in a mall or somewhere. Yeah. And you got a Slayer T-shirt on, and some other guys got an Exodus T-shirt on. When you walk by each other, cool shirt, dude. <laughs> you're gonna go right on, brother. It's like this camaraderie. Do you understand? It's like this unwritten fraternity that is all amongst us. As you know, we feel we know who each other are. You know what I mean? We we feel each other's you know aura yeah. or or soul because that's what a true metalhead head knows. And I and I think when I met you. I think that was the first thing that um, that I saw about that. So you're 13 years old now, and now you have a guitar. You're learning stuff. Was your next progression to start a band? So I, I
1: didn't think about starting a band till about three years later, but I had already learned how to play guitar pretty good
0: by then. So I mean, you're just okay. Okay, let me ask a question: Are you writing your own songs yet? Yeah, you oh, are.
1: Yeah. You uh, are. Trying to make my own riffs up, but they weren't quite up to par with what I was listening to. Uh-huh. <laughs> Some but of that has to horrible. start somewhere, yeah. right? Right, You have to start yeah. somewhere. And uh, I believe the first song I ever wrote was, I actually used in my first band, and I think I was like 15 when I wrote it. It ended up being a song in Cranial Damage called In the Dead of Night. And I actually wrote that when I was like 15. So you did
0: use it. You did uh, use I did, a song. I up like, using and one did And did you me. ever demo that song?
1: Uh, I'm sure a demo exists somewhere. So if you go on YouTube or something? Maybe. I think uh, if you go maybe digging deep, if you can get MySpace to work, maybe it'll play. Um, I do have a demo somewhere. I might have to post it up one of these days. But uh, that was the first song I ever wrote. And then... Uh,
0: did you write lyrics with it as well?
1: Uh, I did end up writing the lyrics later you on. Did. They're horrible. Yes. <laughs> They're absolutely terrible. Cheesy. Um,
0: well, I think that's why I handled the lyrical writing. Yeah. Anyway, when I was an hatchet, nah, nah. Right. <laughs> I would, I would have done it anyway. So. So. What made me end
1: up getting in a band was uh, when I was in my early teens, Nettle was like non-existent. Like that camaraderie was like tenfold. And what year
0: are we talking? We're talking
1: like in my early teens, like 01, 02. It was really. well, yeah. And
0: believe me, from being in the business from 93 till that time, I couldn't get a game of, you know, sliced rice for anybody. Nobody gave a fuck. Big bands
1: that I you know, was into, we're playing at, you know, the pound and, like, inside. Judas Priest
0: would play, not because recently they've played the Warfield on their choice, sold out. They could play arenas. Yeah. But there was a time where Priest-Halford had stepped out, and Ripper was in, and yeah. they played the Warfield. I, you wasn't even full, you know what he, I mean? No. It was like, maybe half or something. I'm like, this is fucking Priest. It so was, I felt, I think... Maybe the death metal bands were the only thing doing anything at that time. If that, I mean. You know, and Pantera, and that was it. And that was it. It was just basically that I know. I felt that.
1: And even then, death metal is such a, I love death metal, but it's such an acquired taste that, you know, a lot of even metal fans don't really like it too much. So, you know, no one was really packing the shows for that either. No. Um, It wasn't until probably around two thousand later end of 2002 2003 when the metalcore band started coming up you know i remember i was in like a freshman in high school like going to be a sophomore and i heard like kill switch engage for the first time Uh and i'm like holy shit it's back real Uh metal's back shadows fall you know holy shit they're doing solos again you know it sounds like the shit i grew up listening to chimera unearth all those yeah, bands right. uh-huh. they brought it back and then ev- all of a sudden everyone was starting bands and i'm like well i guess it's my turn uh the first band i was ever in was not cranial damage it was a band called insurgent we made like three songs and uh, how long did it last oh like five six months then okay. we, so you
0: never played a gig with that never then.
1: played a gig and then we broke up and me and weston ended up forming weston and, and cranial damage and we started doing shows. and
0: How long after you started it, uh, Custa, did you do shows?
1: Uh, Cranial Damage, we, me and Weston actually were in a band for about a year till we found the right people to be in the band with us. I think our first show we played without a bassist. Just me, Weston, really? Shane. Yeah.
0: And what year is this in now? Uh,
1: 2005, 2006.
0: 2005, 2006. Yep. And so you, are you, have you graduated high school yet?
1: I graduated '06. 06. So right then. It's right then. Name. And after I graduated high school is when we started doing shows more often. And I remember, you know, there weren't really any metal bands at all. It was all mostly metalcore and like the, more on the as I lay dying kind of. Right, right. I remember there was a band called Catherine from Sacramento. And once they played in Modesto at a <laughs> venue called Kingdom Coffee, everyone wanted to sound like that band.
0: Well, it was... Uh... I remember going to sounds of the underground Yeah, and it was all like in flames and, yeah. and, and, you know, that the sort melodic of stuff, kind of that sort of stuff was, was getting some run, Yeah, you know, and it was kind of coming
1: back up. Just basically taking flames riffs, but throw breakdowns over them. And that's what everyone was doing. Yeah. And it was really odd for us at first, you know, we're God, cranial damage, especially when I sang from, we just sounded like creators demos. Uh huh. <laughs> we wore like sleeveless shirts and everyone's like, what is this? <laughs> 1986 not end yeah yeah. <laughs> so we kept that going and then we got her a uh, singer jim and that's when i started writing a lot more of the heavier stuff that would eventually become some of the hatred stuff when you and i've met right uh, we had been a band for about two and a half years three years when uh, i met you
0: okay so um you demoed some of that stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And you can get it out if you go on YouTube, can you get it?
1: Uh, I don't think any actual demos. Oh,
0: somebody has. Nobody would you never I released have, it?
1: I have some demos. It was released on MySpace and Which MySpace. It's all
0: gone. It's all gone. Um God tells you how long ago that was. Yeah. So um well, that's something you can go make money off now. You can go do <laughs> that get that cranial damage and, and repackages <laughs> it. Repackage that's it. it. With the the beginning of Costa V, Costa Barbatakis. You
1: can find some videos of us on YouTube.
0: You can. You can. Cranial, They're out there. Cranial damage with a K. With a K. Right. With a K. With a K.
1: Um, the funniest thing was when I met you. That was the last show I was going to do. Well, with I him. remember you saying that. I was. I, I talked to Nick. I remember. I was like, uh, "Dude, I think this is my last show. I'm, I can't really do this anymore. I'm starting to argue with him." Yeah.
0: And yeah, I went. And saw I was going out there. To support my children in the business, and um, Nick was in this band called Knuckle Duster. Yeah, that was a um, great show for him. Well, the only there was a good thing that came out of that show. <laughs> I met. met you, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know when you're starting your new band and. I, I don't know what there's there was so many problems on their stage that I, 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 I think I think Nick's boom stand or the mic stand fell over or simple stand during the set, the guy's guitar was so out of tune. It was just like I wanted to just it was hitting chords and I just wanted to, you know, put my head in the sand. Like <laughs> what, what animal does that? There's <laughs> a fucking ostrich, ostrich. or whatever. <laughs> puts his head in the fucking sand. And I was like, Oh, and that, that that's Zetro's son. <laughs> it's like I don't know if you fucking know. grinding teeth, glass and shit like that. So then I walked up to you and I asked you if, hey, do you know who I am? You know, and he's, oh yeah, I'm a big Exodus fan. And I wasn't planning on starting um, a band, but then I I I, uh, I did, you know, because I met him. Um, we're gonna talk about that from in a minute, but um, you do play the lute, and yes, you went into that a little bit talk about why you got into starting going and playing Greek music. And was, it something that you wanted to have with your father, like a camaraderie thing, or was it, were you really, you know, I know how that you're coming of age and you want to find your own fucking, (laughs) my heritage. I was so proud.
1: You know, it was more so I grew up around that music and it always, and it always was, I always would listen to it from time to time. Um, Especially with uh, being Cretan, there's an association called the Pancretan Youth Association. And uh, it's where a lot of kids whose uh, families and, you know, uh, everybody's from Crete. And we all meet together and they have dances and conferences. So I went to one and uh, a few of the kids had already picked it up. And I picked up the lute and started messing around with it. And I started figuring out the songs because the concept is the same as guitar. Uh And I had already had plans to go to Greece that summer. I'm like, you know what, let me pick up one of these too learned Cretan music and it helped me get closer with my dad absolutely cuz you know he had someone to jam with um i always wanted to pick it up it was it's just a very hard instrument to learn uh-huh. and i think guitar laid the foundation down and it, it
0: are was... you a lute wizard like you are with guitar? Or are guitar
1: you... I just have more years under my belt. Uh-huh. Lute takes a lifetime to master and you uh-huh. never it's one of those instruments you'll never fully master. Uh-huh. It's just there's always something So to there's learn not on. the
0: king of the lute out there. It's not his name is a Molaka Notaki Tatakis and he fucking,
1: <laughs> there he's fucking the king uh, of
0: the king of the the lute king. The lute king. For me, for me, for uh, me, the Lute
1: King—he's not alive anymore. Yannis uh-huh. um, Marco Yannis—he was, mm. he was the best one. See, I can't even <laughs> say that.
0: You can't even write that down.
1: Or uh, there's a few of them, Mo- mostly the old timers, because they kind of helped shape the way it's even played. And it's not just the lute too. There were all even Buzuki, which I don't play. There's a lot of musicians in the previous century that helped shape how that music how uh-huh. that music sounds.
0: Now you. Um, uh, from time to time, you do, you'll do a wedding or you'll do oh, yeah. stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You know, is that with your father when you play um, usually? No,
1: At- usually I'll play with whoever plays the lyre. My dad doesn't play too much live anymore, uh-huh. uh, but there's a few guys that play Cretan music out in the West Coast and. Now, is it a-, a sheet
0: music thing, coaster, or do you guys there and go, you know, okay, we're gonna play Osaka Molaki in this in, and then you play, you know what to play, or is it a feel thing where you guys? It's, are a, feel. Jam, it's, it's, a, jam, it's a feel. It's very much feel.
1: Um, the a lot of these songs existed for hundreds of years. Oh, I see. I um, see. A lot of the melodies. So you're not writing
0: no new. We got no new riffs going on there's there. There's so huh? many pieces <laughs> that have
1: been around for so long that hundreds and hundreds of pieces. Um, a lot of the folk music is. We just, it goes by feel. And it also goes by how the dancer is dancing, too. If you want to, if you see a dancer doing it lots of steps, you'll play like a more upbeat uh-huh. song. If uh, you see like it's a dancer more focused on finesse, you might want to slow it down. Amazing. It That's caters wild. to the dancer.
0: So let's go um, back into when you met me. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we planned on, we started. You know, kind of doing this together. I liked your songs. I liked the way your attack. I like everything um, that we brought to that in the Inception. Um, um, we actually pieced it together. It was like, you know, Cody wasn't the first place, where it was Kyle, yeah, my, my, Kyle, my nephew. And then um, Nick wasn't the first drummer. It's Alex Bent, who ben actually plays ben in Trivium. Trivium now. And he did a stint in Dragon Lord. Uh, we kind of helped him. I would say... We helped him on his ladder to that because if he, we wouldn't, we told Juan. And who Juan who shopped him. And Juan Juan was the one who's, who told Eric for Dragon Lord and, and then he, I think he did a couple of gigs with Testament. He did. And it yeah. went from there, so. But
1: not for nothing too, it wasn't just because he got shopped, his drum skills. Oh, I'm, f- I'm, I'm, I'm not taking anything
0: away from Alex, but I just have to say that. Um, we helped a little uh, bit. We played here first, Sorry. Mm-hmm. It's the way it is. We're going to take our credit where credit's due. Right? Fuck them, right? You know what I mean? You know, it's the truth. And that's the way I only tell everybody who's watched my show up to now this is how it happened, and this is the truth, and this is the way it goes. So um, we kind of kept it in the vein of very exodus y, testament oh, yeah. uh, uh metallically, you know.
1: When I was writing by, uh, Heroes of Origin, I was just looking at a fan. Point of view you hadn't been on you know a thrash record since tempo of the damned right um i mean there was tenet but that was more on the death metal and this is side
0: 2010 you know this is 2010 yeah. so it's been nine years now yeah. amazing crazy you know. so
1: when i was writing it i was just like i'm gonna write a testament sounding song or exodus sounding song the first album was easier for me to write because it wouldn't it, it you couldn't fail it was just like well no
0: I mean and 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 the songs on that i, I that album is to me that I love that record every song on that album you know when we released remember when we leased weapons of class destruction yeah, and everybody thought we were up. back yeah. and there was like what's up Sancho's got this and it was good and people are commenting like I hope this is this must just be the best song because they always give you the best song and then to know that it came out and then uh uh it just seemed like at that point um our our guitar part seemed to revolve that door revolved oh man for a minute there First um dream. alex was solid for a few years yeah but he did go on tour with a band called archaic and that like put a hinder on it i mean alex's whole thing is he wants to get you know obviously the best what's for him and he played with us and he did a great job but that kind of held us back but i mean you know kyle didn't last that long so then two months we brought cody in we had drew that was just like you know um oh boy like the fuhrer yeah you know know. what i mean and uh you know again where are you now you know what i mean i I
1: quit for like two three months because of drew (laughs) That's yeah, actually I had Glenn Alvalize Yeah, in Glenn for a minute, filled in the first Adrian show. And for me. I just was
0: like, Ugh. It was just like, you know, this thing is not really working. But um we got it back in the pocket. We did go through a few. Uh Miguel Miguel. Miguel did was very solid. Great. Very solid. Um I, I was hoping it would work with Miguel, but again, it didn't go with Miguel and then we got colossal. Colossal. Brought colossal in the in, in the mix and you know he was out. Then we had Sokka Gallien, who who's a shredder, Shed. but but another Alex thing. I'm gonna go play with this band tour and this band to tour and band tour, so I can't play with you guys now. And it's like I don't, I need all of your chips in my basket, not in everybody else's basket. And then I left because I we went back to Exodus, and then Cody started singing. You brought Colossal back, and then Colossal did second time, second, second time, second time couldn't guy. pull it off. And then um, now you have Kevin Patterson, which we'll talk about. Well, we're actually going to talk to Kevin uh, later this week. in the, the week-long celebration of hatred from days unto darkness. We're doing a week-long celebration here, folks. And so, uh, and now, but I mean, going back to that, basically it was you and I writing the songs. Oh, yeah. You wrote all the riffs and all the leads, and I wrote all the lyrics. I came up with the song titles. You just, and that's kind of how it worked and um it it, fail proof it it was it was and i think that if you look at the first two hatred albums they differ very much oh yeah from each other you can definitely see um the, the the maturity progression on dawn of the new centurion compared to weapons of class destruction uh globicidal uh uh you know uh um just anything on the you know um anything on the first record that was you know like the first things we wrote you know what i mean it was so uh 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 like that's we've we got to be in your face and it was it was very, and very raw album. and in your face it was like and, an old exodus record that's what i was you know very much so oh, the sequencing i mean just everything this the song um uh uh The lyrical subjects were just very, you know, all all over the map. You know, I mean, Suicide Runs about a couple of years ago in the Bay Area. That guy, remember, he was in the the car? Yeah. And he was just running people, or he was just driving from city to city. He started in Fremont, California, and drove, and he was just running pedestrians over. Until the cops, you know, corralled him and they, you know, they shot him and killed him because it was the only way to stop him. So, he was basically on a suicide run and he was taking every motherfucker with him. So, it was in the vein of obviously Exodus and Testament and, you know, the thrash metal that, that we had, um, we had, I had been a part of in in the past. So, it fit well with my voice and I think, I think it worked out re- really well. Um, um, talk about what it was like recording your first record. I mean, cause I had done them before, you know what I mean? And
1: the first record, I just remember us rehearsing this, that whole month before every day we ran through it twice. So by the time I was recording it, I was just like, all right,
0: second nature though. Yep. But, but, but looking back in hindsight, exciting wasn't that the but wasn't was that the best way to do it oh absolutely. so we were so prepared yeah you know what i mean i think
1: it took me it took me like two days maybe to do all my guitar stuff solos and everything just it was like i had it in the back pocket it was uh
0: yeah everybody was wet and, was and for you know fine-tuned and and um talk about working with juan because we love to work with juan i
1: love juan yeah, from this album all the way... From the album we just did all the way back to Heroes, Love One. Yeah, and, it's great.
0: And, and I think he brings a lot out of you and he knows that. And that's what's good about... So if you're working with a producer or if you're working with a sound guy or an engineer and he... Can click on your base, and he has, and you guys are calling each other stupid names, or you have stupid sayings in the in during the process, and somebody else walks in and doesn't get it. Like, That's, don't you guys call him a name? There's a name. Uh,
1: uh we're all Purnell. Purnell. All of us. Purnell. Everybody's Purnell.
0: fucking Purnell. You know, and it's like you walk in, all right, Get out there, and do it again, Purnell. All right, Purnell. It's like if you have that with your producer, then you've made him one of you guys, and the and the and it's, it's going to be awesome everything is going to be fucking awesome now we didn't really tour all that much for heroes um we tried to secure um a booking agent but we really couldn't get any run on them i know we were with massacre records which isn't the biggest record label but they're a credible record label i think they've done it they've done a good job it's been good so, so far so our focus wasn't really on touring our focus was let's do dawn of the new centurion yeah. so Give if, them another one. So Heroes of Origin was released in February of 2013, and we released Dawn of the New Centurion April. in... No, in February, February. of 2014. Well, oh, yeah, it
1: came out here in to, April because of the storms. Right, right,
0: but, but because it's a German label, yeah. it, it came out in 12 months after the last one was released. Now, nobody really does that anymore, but I think we had the luxury of that because... We didn't, uh, uh, we didn't tour really. So, and my take was, let's just go hit it again. Yeah. So, showing the, now we've all played together for a while. You know what I mean? Nick's been in the band for like uh, probably a year because Nick showed up. You know, a, was a month later. I think you're on. Start playing drum tracks. So, well, sink or swim. That's how you learned how to swim. We'll get into that some other time. And, uh, and uh, I think that the musicianship on uh on dawn of the new centurion and the the writing and the production everything took a total level you know the next level like you seen this was going to that and 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 um what was your attack what was going through your mind on the attack when we were going in there
1: on dawn it was more of a i have to be better than heroes but also, this is my first album where I'm doing all the solos too, because Miguel had just left. Right,
0: Miguel had just left.
1: So I had a lot to prove. I had to just this was, that was the album I had to show that I can. I am the real yeah, deal. Yeah, because I,
0: Colossal did not play on on that album. He joined shortly he after. Joined that. Joined shortly after that, right? His picture is on it, but he did not play on it.
1: Um, it was just uh, me having to do everything and just. Make it the best, it and could I remember that be.
0: year we were we were. I was totally. I know I was like, "Come on, we, no, you need to write like three, but we need to get going. We want this thing done." So, from February of 2013 till I mean, we wrote, recorded, and packaged a new fucking record in 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 12 months and put it out. Now we did do a Europe tour. We did, which was cool. We played um, um, Eindhoven, Eindhoven Metal Meeting, yeah. which is a festival that they have in Eindhoven, Holland, which is one of my favorite places in the world to play. It's at a place called the FNR. Still and, have
1: and my drink chips. It's
0: oh, you do. <laughs> it's a great little square in 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 uh, in, uh, in Eindhoven, from the Dynamo, one of my favorite places to play in the fucking world, and. Um, we killed it on that festival. That I don't think anybody. We, our name was little on the on the on the on the shirt and the poster. We didn't have we can get our logo on there. But boy, after we were done, they were like, "What the fuck?" And then we did um, a showing, a couple shows in Germany.
1: I know we did one a, in Belgium, right? We did one in Bel- We did two in uh, the Netherlands and one in Belgium.
0: Two. In, oh, that's right. Two we in did the, the
1: Scum them. Club the next day.
0: That's right. We did the, the Scum Club.
1: And then we did uh, that place in uh, Belgium. Oh, I, yeah. Rosalaire, I think? Or
0: yeah, Rosalaire. It, it, it was a little Rosa? pub. They had yeah. good shows, though. It was awesome. All good shows. So we did do a little bit of touring right before um, um, Dawn of the New Centurion came out. And then it came out, and three months later, <laughs> you're looking for... Well, no, it wasn't initially you were looking for a new singer. It started that way, um, uh Uh, I started to do it and then we got so busy it wasn't... It just... It wasn't feasible to hold... I was... Wanted to be... Like, you know, Alex had held us, you know, hostage. That's what I felt on some of those things that he wanted to go do. I felt suck a guy the same way. And so what I did was... uh, you know, I, 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 you know, well, the, the boys came to me and said, "Hey, Cody wants to do this, and you know, why don't you just go ahead and do?" Basically, got fired by my kids, <laughs> and so uh, everybody knows that story. Ask Exodus, they laugh their asses off. ask Gary Holt, he has fun with that story, and so uh, everyone, Tom will be like, "Zet, tell everybody how." You got released. I'll tell them about your kids fired you. and It's, like, oh, it's no. not they, you. It's us. It's, 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 no, it was me. They handed me a piece of paper. And they had, and that's when they said that, you know, Cody is going to be the new singer. I'm like, oh, really? Okay, tell you what. I'll go with this. I'm all down. Go into the studio with Juan. Wipe the vocal out. You know, and then do it. And obviously it's history. And we'll talk to Cody about that on Cody's episode this week on All Hatred. All week long, and so uh, um, now it's been five years, so you should be nominated for a fucking Grammy because it's so. been five years and you've had a lot of time to write. I know a lot of the time was spent. Cody getting making the transition from my son was just the bass player on the last two records. And I don't mean just the bass player. I mean, all he had to do was play bass. Now he has to play bass and sing. And he had to come up with a vocal style that kind of resembles mine, but made it his own. And that took some time. Yeah, it did.
1: It definitely did. And also, I think I needed the time off to really write something that'll make people go holy shit
0: yeah i think this this album there was i think this record's full of holy shit all over it
1: i knew that if we were going to put an album out without you on it that it just no question asked it has to be better than everything it just has to be better than everything coming out it just has to be perfect it just has to be and i did my best to get it as close to that Uh, as possible I,
0: i think uh your talent as if it hasn't been well if it's been very much overly if it's been overlooked on the last two records this is undeniably the guitar work everything on it but i mean the guitar work here is just beyond and 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 it's really one of those things where ah, you you're like in you're, you're right now you you know how the fruit is right and it's perfect and it tastes sweet that's where you're at right now man especially where your age the way you're playing it's like you're 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 ripe right and you're fucking ready for the picking. And, and, and I think that uh this this I mean I am just so happy for this record I wanted this you no know, to me I had to have this record better than what I did with the band cuz it's again another progression of getting better and the, and going in so many other musical directions on this record you know what i mean there's there's, there's a lot of death metal stuff cuz Cody oh, yeah. can sing that talk about when you were writing this stuff together what kind of stuff were i mean like you said on Heroes of Origin we're just yeah. going to go back with the old school thrash so what were you looking at what was what were you listening to when you're writing this what what, what was cuz you know usually when somebody's writing something there's something else that's inspiring that what, what 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 was that
1: there were three albums that really changed the the pace of my writing over the those years um, obviously death symbolic i'm not going to consider i'm not going to put it in those three because i listen to that album all the time and rain and blood i listen to that album all the time but the three albums that really changed it decapitated organic Hallucinosis, i just that eerie just heaviness of that album definitely just Added something into the mix, and that's helped me write a whole bunch of those songs too. Just that extra. I love decapitated. That extra death metal edge definitely comes from them. Um, the other one actually came from Meshuga's very first album, Contradictions Collapse.
0: So you were listening to a lot of the first. You were listening to a lot of that that album itself.
1: Yeah, that album itself. Uh huh. And then the third love one. Meshugga. And then the third one was uh, I. I had to get my chops up, and there's an old hair band called Shotgun Messiah. And I
0: remember gu- them. They were a combat band. I remember them. And
1: their guitarist Harry Cody has the wildest solos ever. So I started learning a lot of his licks, and
0: I incorporated that in my style. And well, see, see, well, that I mean, regardless, the final there ain't no hair metal on this album, <laughs> nothing. So however it took you to get the piece of, uh, you know, there together, it's it's you've been. Uh, this one is it, man. This it, one, this one is the one.
1: It. I hope so. I think uh, I think this product is the best one we've put out. And like I said, there was no choice. It had to be the best. It had to be. You know, we had a lot to so prove now, on this album. So now, in
0: the writing process, are we going to wait another five years for another Hatred record? Or is next week, next year, I'm going to be able to go in, it's Hatred all week, all in. Or is it going to do, well, I'd say two years. Yeah. Two years, three years at tops. I've, don't and I've f- got room to talk right now. <laughs> I don't have any time frame. Uh, but but you're going to continue writing. Oh yeah. We're not going to take this fucking five-year t- hiatus. I have two songs written already. Okay, so there you go. You got two more than Exodus has written right now together. <laughs> so it's coming, folks. Brahms.
1: It, it'll win a Grammy, right? I, I, I hope so.
0: <laughs> I hope so. Anyway, the, well, the wait's been any. Anyway, that, that that is just amazing. You know, so now... Where can people, you're on Massacre Records, and I know that you do, you, this is amazing. You give guitar lessons, right? I
1: do give guitar lessons. I actually
0: just started doing that. And and believe me, he knows how to teach just because he's a player. And there's a lot of good players out there that don't know how to teach, and there's a difference. So let everybody know where they can get a hold of you to teach. It's you're in the Bay Area, but you can do Skype lessons, I right? Do. I do. I fucking I pref- PayPal. Yeah.
1: I prefer to do lessons over webcam just for the uh, convenience of it all. Just find me on social media and send me a message. Uh, I have a few packages out that will get you a few lessons. Tell,
0: we'll, we'll put a graphic right here of your social media. What you tell me? Here.
1: My social media will be uh, Facebook at Costa Rabatakis or uh, Costa Sucks at Guitar on Instagram. I love find Costa me. Sucks at
0: Guitar. <laughs> but and so that's so hatred. I'll teach you
1: to suck like me. I'm just kidding. But uh. Send me a message on either one of those and let's get some lessons going. I, w- yeah, I, I have a no awesome. bullshit approach. I'm not going to give you a bunch of boring tablature. I'm going to sit there and show you all the tricks of the trade that I learned over my years. And I'm going to show them to you. That's what I want to do. If there's anything you feel like I can teach you, I want to teach it to you.
0: And believe me, this guy is the next. You know how you look at your guitar gods from like my genre and my era. This is one of them now, not just a player, I mean a composer and a composer. I try. (laughs) Well, it's going to be all hatred all week long. Good to have you in here to tell everybody what the fuck was going on. We know Friday, July 26th, finally it's here. Damn From right. Days Unto Darkness, Hatred Drops Worldwide. They used to do records on Tuesday. They changed it to Friday now. That's a trip. People are off work. I can, no, Friday's payday. <laughs> they get paid. The, by Friday's payday. Pay the industry's figured that out. Figured that out. Well, congratulations Thanks. on a new fucking record. And um, ch- I guess next year I'll have you back in and we'll be talking about the next record, right? Damn right. right. Right, right. I'll on. do my damnedest. All right, You guys... Leave me comments. Let me know what you think, and Obviously, get a hold of him for that. And subscribe and share my channel. All right? And if, uh, shit, who do we have in tomorrow? I think Cody. Or after, after this one's all done, yeah. Yeah. Cody will be up next because it's
1: All Hatred
0: all week long here in Zetro's Toxic Vault. See you guys later.